Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Brad Thomas here with Vaughn DelZell, and welcome to Bet the Edge on Thursday, December 22nd. Thanks to everyone who is watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, Vaughn and I will preview tonight's Thursday night football game between the Jaguars yeah. and the Jets. We'll talk about some college football uh, bowl matchups coming our way and ahead this weekend. Later, we will dive into our college football bets into this weekend. All that and more coming up on Bet the Edge. Vaughn, we have a sloppy Thursday night football <laughs> match. It's going to be terrible weather, uh, but Jags, Jets, what do you think about this? 100% chance of rain with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. This is a must-watch, my friend. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, as I said earlier in the week, I left Connecticut yesterday to arrive in Pennsylvania last night, and the weather in both places are atrocious, but it's worse up in the New York-Connecticut area. Seeing a hundred percent chance of rain, like we said, wind gusts all the way from thirty to forty at certain points throughout the night. Then you got a bunch of guys that are in and out of this lineup, Brad. So for the Jets, they only have four healthy receivers. All right, you got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, and Davis. For the Jaguars, they're out Cam Robinson and Trayvon Walker. Scherf and Lawrence are questionable. We expect those guys to go. And uh, this will only be Trevor Lawrence's second primetime start. All right, he covered his first one, but lost to the Bengals. Zach Wilson, on the other hand. This is first primetime start, okay? Only thing they got going for them is a short week. I look at the Jets team that is really – these are two teams going in opposite directions. Yes. All right, the Jets have lost three straight, four of their last five. You got this Jacksonville team who's starting to streak now, and they're looking at the AFC South that's within grasp, okay? So I don't like the Jaguars as a favorite, but good news, they're not a favorite anymore. They have now flipped to a two-point underdog. Lawrence is 0-5 ATS on the money line as a favorite, much better as a dog. And we've seen Jacksonville this year, Brad, win two road games already. You know, they haven't won three road games since 2019. They haven't won four since 2017. But you got the Jets and the Texans these next two weeks. I like the Jags, man. I like the Jags, but I also just don't want to bet the Zach Wilson experience two (laughs) weeks in a row. What do you like? No, dude, there hasn't been a single week uh, back-to-back where I felt like Zach Wilson has put two games together. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing really good football. It's kind of at that point where – uh, Trevor Lawrence is kind of living up to that touchdown Jesus moniker that everyone gave him. He, he's kind of growing into his own. But for me, um, you know how, how it is. We have this golden rule that if we get wind gusts of 30 to 40 miles per hour, you are betting the quarterback's unders. So I'm actually betting Trevor Lawrence under 215 and a half and Zach Wilson under 200 and a half. Before it was 100% uh, precipitation, I was already on Zach Wilson. I know that the Jaguars have the 32nd race past DVOA. 
But in when Zach Wilson has struggled, and he struggled against some solid passing attacks, which the Jaguars have improved week over week. He was held to 121 against Denver. I know that's the number one pass DVOA team in the NFL. He was held to 77 against New England. Yes, he did have that magnificent 355-yard performance, but that was a fluke. And then 155 against the Buffalo Bills. But Trevor Lawrence, this is actually an interesting one that I was really excited to dig into a little bit more. I looked back at Trevor Lawrence's past cold games. He hasn't really played a cold, rainy, wind game in his NFL career. He's actually been fortunate to every time it's been cold, windy, and rainy, he's been in a dome. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen for him. He's playing as a Jets team who's sixth in defensive DVOA, who only allowed 211 point yards per game. And that they held Josh Allen to under this number in both times they played, and Kirk Cousins with that fire passing attack to just 173. So I, I, I think at worst we split. But I actually do think we're going to see the running back run a ton, so we're probably going to cash both. Yeah, I like those a lot. I feel more comfortable betting both quarterbacks rushing touchdown props tonight than passing touchdowns. Uh, but T-Law has been on a run. I mean, that <laughs> game earlier in the season when they played the Eagles, that might have been one of the worst weather games the Jaguars have played in uh, since Lawrence has been quarterback. And, I mean, he had four fumbles and I think one or two interceptions. And then you look at where he's at now compared to that, 14 touchdowns and yep. one pick over his last six games. Uh, and since the week 11 bye week for the Jags, this offense has averaged six yards per play, uh, which is fifth in the NFL. So they definitely look like a much bit different team. But with the weather tonight, I'm with you, man. I like the under on the quarterbacks. I like the under in the game in general, too. Uh, so yeah. I think there's a lot of good under props to be taken advantage of tonight. I think this is one of those totals where people are going to say 36 and a half is too low. I got to bet the over. I think a lot would have to go correct like or wrong if you're on the under. <laughs> For you to kind of yeah. win the over in this game, the weather's going to be that bad. And I was looking to see if I could find any sauce props that I really like, like Sauce Gardner, uh, pass breakups or INTs. But then I realized he, he's only he's not shadowing, so he's only going to be on Zay Jones, number one receiver, about 30, 40 percent of the time. So it's not really worth it. But I like the best that we're looking at. Did you look at any other props like Christian Kirk or, or Evan Ingram? I mean, I actually have uh, Zay Jones in my fantasy league, and that's obviously we know it's a really big deal tonight. I have him and Christian Kirk, guys like that. So I'm going to probably fade Zay Jones. I'm not feeling as lucky tonight. I think the passing attacks for both games are both teams are worth fading. And like I said, the Jets only have four healthy wide receivers, and they're a team that no matter who's been the quarterback, they've struggled in the red zone. They got a 42.2% completion rate in the red zone, the lowest in the NFL across three different quarterbacks. So yeah. it's just hard to get that chemistry with those wideouts. So I would be looking at rushing touchdown props and uh, fading receiver props on the yardage. Yeah, I actually locked in uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence was plus 650, Zach Wilson plus 750. I figure if one of those guys run it in, I'm breaking even. I parlayed them together, too, for massive crazy odds, but like 25 points <laughs> on it. But it is what it is. We got to take advantage of the slop when it's we Christmas, can. baby. <laughs> yeah, we do. We got some gifts to pay for. This is the money that hits your bank account right before you're doing the last minute shopping that, that we always do. <laughs> always. So, guys, I want to invite you to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting your favorite players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates and player news and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Vaughn, you know we have our live college football Q&A this weekend and another special live college football Q&A on Wednesday. So what are we going to do? What we do best. We're going to break down some of these bowl matchups for this weekend, today, and a little bit further on. So let's start with the Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor 
versus Air Force Baylor has moved from a five-point favorite to three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mind you, this game is in Fort Worth, Texas, and just like the game uh, in New Jersey, there will be bad weather. What's your angle on this? Oh, bad weather in Baylor and Air Force. I love to hear that. Um, I locked in two early bets in this game. I grabbed Air Force plus the five-and-a-half in the under 48-and-a-half. Uh, so obviously great closing line value there. We know that Air Force is one of the best rushing teams in the country. They are the best rushing team in the country. What am I saying? Over 300 <laughs> yards per game. And they go up against a Baylor defense that we know Brett has taken a step back from last year. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at, you know, 59th in total defense, 45th in rushing defense, uh, allowing 22 rushing touchdowns this season. That's all Air Force does. But, I mean, are we going to be serious? This is the Armed Forces Bowl. We have Air Force in it. And as we know, Service Academy schools are money in the yes. bowl games, 13-4-1 against the spread since 2013. That is 76% on the money line. They are 13-5. and five. You bet both of those are up over 12 units uh, in that span. So I love the Falcons. It's going to be hard for Baylor to prepare for the triple option. They don't have guys that are really that good running the football in general. They don't have a lot of options or mobile quarterbacks. We know Blake yep. Shapin isn't doing much tonight. Uh, so, yeah, I like Air Force. I think they can win this game outright. So I would still play the three and a half and sprinkle the money line. Yeah, I'm on Air Force as well. Sprinkle the money line. We love our money line sprinkles here. Look, Baylor is 110th in defensive success rate against the run, 109th in defensive success rate. In the last three games they played, they allowed 169 rush yards per game. Now they're against the Falcons, who are going to absolutely hammer them on the ground. One prop yeah. that I actually liked um, was Rashard Reese. Uh, I played him in the last two win games they had. So he averages about, this is rough estimate, 17, 16 uh, carries per game. In the re- in the weather games that he had, he rushed for 30-plus in both games. And I expect a heavy dose of that. The only thing we need is a neutral game script for as long as possible. But that's the best thing about these service academies. It's very rarely do you get in a negative game script early because of the style of football they play. They just pound the rock, pound the rock, and they kind of lean on you. So I like him over 55 and a half rushing yards. It's not an absolute hammer. You know we've had our hammer spots this bowl games. This is just one of those you play it one unit. You wait for your time for because we're going to have some more. You follow guys, you follow our articles. You follow us on Twitter. You already know we're going to be smashing these squad rides. But I did like his number. Uh, he's he's going to be the number one back. He, he's, he's out carried the second back by over 100 carries this season. Yeah, I like that look a lot. I think any of the rushing props in this game you can get are a good bet. I mean, Blake Shapin, you were texting our group about that this morning. Yeah. Look at his passing prop, 155 and a half. Depending on what the weather, how bad it can get, I mean, that could be also a good look. This could be a game where both teams just run the football and they grind it out. And, you know, Air Force has faced teams that pass the ball. They're not the best pass defense, but they're a qualified pass defense. And when you look at their defensive numbers all season, I mean, yep. much, much better than Baylor. So, yeah. Let's go Falcons. Armed Force Bowl, Air Force, don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is their first time in this bowl game in a while. And the last time they were in it, they got absolutely waxed. You know they're thinking about that. Ready to represent for the service academies. Ready to represent for our wallets. Let's move over to the Independence Bowl. Louisiana Lafayette versus Houston. Houston, seven-point favorite. Total set at 57. The total has come down. Um, what are you thinking about in this game? Don't know why the total would come down because Houston plays no defense. Uh, I mean, we have <laughs> ragged on this team all year. I have defense 110th in total yards, 117th in scoring defense, 117th in third down, 130th, though, Brad, in red zone defense, which is 132 teams in college football. So they are the third worst red zone defense in the entire country. 41 times has a team crossed the 20-yard line. 
39 times have they scored. That is ridiculous, okay? Houston's allowed 27 or more points in 10 out of 12 games. We have saw Dana Holgrimson kind of lose this team this year. If they lose this game, would we be shocked if he gets fired? Because I would not be. He was yelling at his team, ragging on his team, throwing the blame on his team at certain points this season, and they did not respond very well. So, uh, Rajan Cajuns. Stand up in the Independence Stadium, Independence Bowl. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I did take the plus seven and the money line. But this is just a spot where I don't think Houston is going to just fix their season in one game. It's not going to fix everything. Dana Hongerson, you're on the hot seat. Yeah, I think a lot of people are already counting out Chandler Fields. Uh, but he's proven. He, he's had some shaky games, but he's proven that he's a more than adequate backup quarterback, especially against this defense. When I was breaking down this game, Vaughn, I was, like, looking, and I was like, does this just seem like – I have to play the over, right? So I'm just going to go quick quick over the, these numbers real quick. So we're going to do Louisiana and Houston. This is EPA against the pass, 101st and 87th. First to rush, 61st, 77th. Echo rate, 65, 122nd. Points per echo, 107th, 77th. These teams play zero defense. Houston is 10 and 2 to the over. Like, I, if you guys are, if you guys want the over, I would actually wait a little bit closer to game time because I still think we're going to get a little more steam for those who think Louisiana is not going to put up their points. But this is a Houston team who's allowing, what, 33.5 points per game? So you don't think Louisiana is going to get theirs? They're not going to get to that that 30 mark? Yeah, right. Give me a break. Team total is 24 and a half. I like that too. Plus 100. I like that. There's no way I'm not taking that. Uh, No props for this game yet. The props will come out, like I said. Just continue to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll, We'll have those. They're kind of scared for some of these props because I have I'm looking at my chops with some guys circled, but none circled in this game. So let's move over to the Gasparilla Bowl, one of my favorite festivals. I go every single year in Tampa. It is the celebration of Tampa, which was founded by Pirates. A little fun fact for you guys. Wake Forest, two-point favorite, first Missouri, total set at 58 and a half. This is the first meeting between these two programs. And honestly, uh, both teams are going to be down quite a number of players. What do you think is going to happen in this? Well, I believe his name's Austin Reed, right? The guy from Western Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, that just became a legend overnight for us. Uh, Sam Hartman, what can you do for us? Yes. Uh, that's, that's where I'm looking. I saw his prop before I left Connecticut. Was sitting at 301.5 on DraftKings. Uh, definitely looked like a good prop to me. Sam Hartman in his two bowl games has thrown six touchdowns and four picks. Four of those picks actually came in one game. Uh, but he threw 304 yards and 318 in those two games. We know he's been an animal this season, throwing 300 plus four straight, eight out of 11. Missouri, you know, they did get a lot better, Brad. We ragged on them again this year because they were we a but we've seen the improvement of the Tigers, especially on the road and especially on the defensive end. 42nd in passing defense, but what you got to look at when you face a guy like Sam Hartman is who is comparable that Missouri has faced that can throw the football? Well, there's two quarterbacks that stand out. One of them goes by the name of Stetson Bennett. He just tossed 312 yards, no big deal. Yep. The other one was Hendon Hooker, who threw for 355 yards. Neither quarterback threw an interception against Missouri. Uh, so I like the Sam Hartman props. If he plays, go get those. Go get Wake Forest because we know this line is not going to stay at two. Uh, yeah. But if he sits out – you got to grab Missouri ASAP because they're going to win this game. And I'd play them out to three, in my opinion. It's all on Sam Hartman, baby. He's it's, it's all on Sam Hartman. So we know they're, we know Wake's going to be without Christian Turner and Johns. I don't think it really matters. Um, listen, Missouri is pretty much down their entire team. Their best wide receiver, uh, I love it, it's out. Like their entire, so this defense that improved over the year, 
is out almost every star player prepping for the draft. I think Wake Forest light this up. Um, I ended up taking the over because I just want this to be a classic shootout. But I think the smartest play in this game is take Wake Forest team total over, over Sam Hartman throwing over, and uh, and Wake Forest minus two. I do believe Sam Hartman's going to play. He has every indication that he said he's going to suit up. He's going to try and come back for his 15th year, what it seems like. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do want to shout out Missouri, though. Like We've we talked about Missouri fading them on the road. Um, but they they buckled down. They've covered a lot of spreads for us uh, this season, despite really hurting my wallet to start the season. But it's just hard. One thing that you want to kind of look at when teams are sitting out, and this is one of those games where you want to play close attention to, you want to see what stars on, like, the defense are going to be out. If there's stars on the defense that are going to be out, you just can't, don't plug and play on defense like you kind of can with some wide receivers and some running backs. It's going to be it's going to be pretty tough for Missouri here to stop this passing attack that Sam Hartman has. So, I mean, I like the Demon Deacons. I'm sure Brian Hamilton's excited about us saying this. <laughs> yeah, and, and Missouri's defense hasn't looked the best, too, over the stretch. I mean, 35.7 points per game allowed in their last yep. three games. Uh, that's definitely something worth worrying about when you got Sam Hartman coming to town. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Wake Forest is absolutely the play here in the Gasparilla Bowl. I'm going to have to see if we can get, like, a mispriced line because we know Love is going to be out whoever's going to fill that spot. I'm waiting to like literally five minutes before the game, figure out who's taking the most snaps in practice when they're lining up. And I'm going to absolutely smash them because we know we're going to get a mispriced Missouri wide receiver. It's either going to be under or over and we're going to figure it out. And we could with Wake Forest too. There's a lot of teams that have been seeing uh, a lot of teams that just have had receivers have to step up now. And you look at some of their prop lines and they're so, so inflated because they're trying to, use these four or five backup reserve receivers and adjust to what the quarterback might throw. And they just don't add up. Like a guy we hit the other day, I think his name was Austin Edwards, if I'm sure that's his first name. Um, but his line was yeah, 55 and a half, moved down to 33 and a half. My guy finished with one reception for four yards. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that just didn't play many snaps all season, but they're like, he might today. Keyword, yeah. might. Uh, so, yeah, look at those lines, try and take unders on players before the games. Yeah, you'll see a lot of that throughout bowl season. Let's talk about one. Talk about two teams who kind of, uh, you know, surprised me this season. The Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State. San Diego State, the the biggest surprise to me was how they started so poor. And then, you know, they became dogs for the show. Like, you know, we talk about the guys we like to bet on. San Diego State were one of those teams that the live college football Q&A, which is on Saturday and Wednesday coming up, they cash for us a ton. I know you got to have some opinion on this game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they were a team that started out really rocky, um, two yeah. and three in their first five games. Uh, they had Burmeister as their quarterback, and he's not—he's not that good. All right, he only had 108 yards as his high through five games. So they figured, you know, we really got to switch something up. So after a Boise State smackdown, they went to Jalen Maiden, who has became our guy on the show. He was a defensive back that switched to a quarterback. And in his first game, he threw for 322 passing yards. And this offense never looked back. Defense has been um, amazing. So only two losses this year were to Fresno State by four and Air Force by 10. Two teams that are great, bowl game teams, eligible teams. And you look at San Diego State in general, they're going up against a quarterback here in Chase Cunningham from Middle Tennessee, who we bet on earlier in the season. He has nine interceptions on the year with five of them coming on the road and also five coming in losses. So if he's losing or playing on the road, he's not as good of a quarterback. And then you look at the defensive matchup, Middle Tennessee State, 98th in total yards allowed, over 413 per game, and they allow 28 points per game. 
that's not very ideal against a San Diego State team that just needs a little inch to go a mile offensively. And we know how good the Mountain West Conference does in bowl games. So yep. give me the better defense, the more dynamic quarterback, and the more seasoned team in San Diego State. I'll play the minus seven um, and play definitely the money line for my little Christmas Eve parlays. Yeah, I uh, I was on I'm on San Diego State as well at minus seven, and we talked about this in one of our shorts where generally the coach with bowl game experience, the more bowl game experience is covering at a 55 percent rate. But this one, I threw it out the window. I don't care. I don't care that Sox still has has more bowl games under his belt because he has been terrible, terrible in bowl games. Um, so I'm backing San Diego State. Listen, they have a defensive success rate of 35 percent, which is fantastic. I don't see Middle, Middle Tennessee State, who are Middle Tennessee State, it's a mouthful, who already struggle to move the ball. So against a, I could say this word, elite defense that San Diego State has, I think we're going to yeah. see some turnovers. This is going to be one of those bowl games where it's going to be San Diego State early and often, and then they're going to try to wrap this game up, running the game, running the clock out so they can go party in Hawaii. Yeah, and one thing that does matter to San Diego State, a top 10 team in special teams across the country. And uh, we talk about down the stretch, Brad. Last thing I'll say about Middle Tennessee, they beat Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, and Florida International in their last three games. Give me a break. Congratulations on your bowl eligibility. Get out of town. Go Aztecs. (laughs) You just said a bunch of teams who are not even bowl eligible and fired their coaches. (laughs) I love that. Well, guys, listen, before we get to our – Congrats on your Miami win back in September. Yeah. Before we get to our best – football bets this weekend i want to remind you if you don't have the nbc sports predictor app go download it now the contests are free and easy to play and you have a chance to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen during bowl season and in the premier league which starts on boxing day there is also a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the bucks and the cardinals in our sunday night seven ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. 
New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Vaughn, I listen, when when I saw the news, I kind of believed that you were going to be on this bet. So we'll take a quick moment of silence, and then you can tell me what you like as your college football, as your favorite NFL bet this weekend. Yeah, well, RIP, Franco Harris, a Steelers legend. This week was a monumental week in Franco Harris's life. 50 year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which happened against the Raiders, who the Steelers are playing on Christmas Eve, 50 years to the day. And he also had a little show coming out, too, about football uh, this Friday. So it was a very big week for Franco. Steelers Nation, as a Steelers fan, someone back 20 miles outside of Pittsburgh right now, you know, everyone feels it. It's over all the newspapers when you walk in every single place. Everyone's talking about the game this weekend. And I joked a couple of days ago on the show about all my friends and family and people in my town are trying to sell their Steelers tickets. Because it's going to be negative four degrees. Guess what? Nobody's selling those tickets anymore. Everybody is going to the game now because everybody wants this W in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a team that have looked a lot better offensively. Yeah, they were in a dome for a couple of weeks, but now they've been outside, boys. And they've been looking good, Brad. They've converted yes. 55% of their third downs since the week nine bye, which is second in the NFL. Uh, they're 6-0 and when they score first. They're 0-8 when their opponent scores first. So scoring a touchdown before or scoring at all before your opponent is very critical at home where it's going to be crazy now uh, with, the, you know, the passing of Franco. I really love this this game for the Steelers. It's a monumental game for their playoff hopes. And you also have a guy, Najee Harris, who I think can run wild on the yeah. Raiders. He scored uh, four times or excuse me, five times in his last five games. He scored four games in his last five games. He's starting to streak and get hot right now. So, you know, I like the Steelers' money line. I like a nausea touchdown. I like the two parlay. I think it's just going to be a very emotional, close game, and I like the under as well. I don't think the Raiders are going to have much success in that deep. Yeah. And they're playing for something, playing for a lot of things on Saturday. They are. It's going to be, man, anybody who has a ticket to that game, it's going to be probably one of the most epic um, Steelers games that you could you could possibly go to. I like Najee Harris as well. Um, I was trying to see if I could play some combo bets with him, so I, that's more of a wait and see for me. The Raiders, you know, they got that fluky victory over the Patriots, whatever. I'm writing that off, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't that. happen often. The Patriots kind of exploded in that game, kind of imploded, excuse me, in that game. Yeah. 
Um, I also want to see Kenny Pickett comes back, if I remember correctly. I want to see yes. what he does with the distrib- distribution of passes in the cold weather. I think this is going to be one of those games where if you have George Pickens in fantasy, you're going to be a little upset because you're going to see uh, Project Pat and you're going to see um, Deontay Johnson get more of those smaller A-dot catches, receptions. Um, but Najee Harris should be a, a good plug-and-play for DFS and for betting. Um, I'm just going to wait to see what, what, what his yards marks set up with the combo bet because I'm taking his yards and a touchdown. Uh, this Raiders team is terrible. One of the worst in defensive DVOA. Um, and they're really disruptors in the pass game. But I don't expect too, mi- too many passes, at least not long dropbacks, uh, because of the weather. Yeah, you don't want Kenny Pickett throwing more than 25 passes this Saturday. No. Uh, the great the running game has been so much better. Offensive line has been so much better. You got Jalen Warren. You got Harris. McFarland, Snell stepped up a couple times. Yeah, just run the football, play defense. It's Steelers tradition, 1970s, Franco Harris and that defense type of football this weekend. Oh, yeah, that, that good football, that good old defensive grudge match, baby. I love it. Let me talk about my best bet, Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. I know this is going to be so popular this weekend, but I don't care. I have bet this man the last three times he has played the Titans. The, the, the line's not out yet, but I'll give you one that you can bet right now. <laughs> so the first one that I want you guys to pay attention to, write it in your little journal for when you're looking at bets, when props release, Derrick Henry, 100 yards and a touchdown. I'd say fair market value will probably be plus 110. Take it. But a bet you can bet right now, Derrick Henry, two plus touchdowns at plus 330. We know there's rumblings about Ryan Tannehill probably going to be out, probably a little banged up. I don't care. This game's going to be one on the ground. Tennessee, uh, the Texans have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL, if not the worst. DVOA, they are the worst. 32nd. Derrick Henry in his last four games against the Texans, 211 yards, three touchdowns. 212 yards, two touchdowns. 250 yards, two touchdowns. 219 yards, two touchdowns. What's the common theme in those last four games against the Texans? Two touchdowns and over 100 yards. So it covers both those bets. I locked that in so fast because we already know what's going to happen. The market's going to start looking at that. It's going to start correcting, and you're going to have to pay plus 275. So you're going to lose out about 60 cents of of, of profit there. You don't want to do that. Derrick Henry is going to run wild on these guys. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any disagreements with me. I bet him earlier this season. It was a two-unit bet for me. Smash spot. Every time he plays the Texans, it's a smash spot because of what he does, what they can't do. Uh, You're not going to get any disagreement with me. This is going to be in a good bit of my parlays. And anyone that's scared that, oh, maybe Malik Willis takes his touchdown or something, go grab Malik Willis as well. You'll get great odds on that. And he could uh, could possibly score if Tannehill's out. So rushing touchdowns all across the board in this game. Yeah, this is going to be a fun rushing touchdown game. And I'll say this bet I've played every single day. Little little shout out to prop bet guy who got me on this, Robert Woods, under 18 and a half longest reception. It has hit oh, yeah. almost every game. In the one game, he had 18 as his longest reception, so he still cashed by the hook. Vaughn, man, this was fun. I, I love talking football with you. We're going to do it again Saturday for our live college football Q&A again on Wednesday. For everyone who's watching, thank you so much. But listen, don't forget to check out the NBCSportsEdge.com website. We have our live football on there, our plays, more information to help you out with your wagers. And those of you who are watching us on the NBC Sports YouTube channel, thank you. And if you're listening in podcast form, be sure to rate and subscribe. I'm Brad Thomas here with Von Delzell. Thank you so much. Take care.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 